Hello. Today's podcast is brought to you by the lovely people at Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash story. Over 150,000 titles to choose from. Go for a ride with Audible. Hello, let's go for a ride. Here we are, ninth story. <laughs> the ninth story. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, lived a giant, a mouse, and two chimps on a davenport. One day the first chimp said to the other, We should make Welcome to the Ninth Story Podcast. Today, we have a special guest in the studio. With me, as always, is Craig. Well, not always, but frequently. We're on a good run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and with us today, we have the stepfather, Mike Sarah. Hello. From the Caveman Mafia Podcast. The Caveman Mafia, yes. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I really enjoy your show. Well, thank Glad you. to come on and talk to you guys about stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Mike is uh, another one of our former co-workers. Yeah. Yes. But there's a lot of us. Uh we, we should just, we could just have show after show after show, just having people we used to work with. Dis- displaced? <laughs> or displaced, displaced workers, right, right. Displaced workers network. <laughs> Recovered. You know, I will say before we go on with that, that, that was always one of the greatest things I thought about our former employer. And I never mentioned the name. I just say our former employer. I met a lot of really creative and talented people there. You know, I think, yeah. I think, I think there were a lot of us that, you know, because we didn't find work elsewhere. Yes. Did we, that's kind of how we ended up in that niche business anyway, because Towers was there and Matiko was there you know, and, and uh, Dave Kane, all the all these guys are very funny people, very creative people. That used to be a great place to work. It once used upon to be, a time, right? back in the day, it was that uh, company that provided information service, and they were nationally known. They were they were national, nationally right? Known. In that right. real estate business, they worked yeah. in the real estate <laughs> yeah. industry. Right? Yeah, that's that's where we come from. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, Mike, can't do anything <laughs> about it. Right, that's a fair point. <laughs> we talked about it the one time. I was like, uh, you know, I don't really think they can say anything because they really no longer technically exist. Right. So, Mike, tell us about the Caveman Mafia podcast. How many episodes yet? Fifty-one of our main show. Um, when we first started, though, it was a, you know a three-hour long, whoa, <laughs> double overtime. You know, hey, we, everybody, we had, listen yeah. to my three-hour-long podcast. So we had to figure out ways to break it up. We really like our news of the weird yeah. segment, so we wanted to leave that as a whole. And so basically what we have now, well, we had two, and now we're multiplying. So we're up to four different episodes broken down into little pieces. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a kind of a multimedia podcast. So we like to talk about current affairs or current events and topics and then news on our main show. And then uh, we have broken out into, uh, we talk about video games, we talk about movies, and we talk about 
about TV. We had that all at once, but then we noticed that where some people weren't listening because they don't play video games, sure. or they, they only go to see movies or TV. So we decided to break that out. Yeah. So we were also looking into uh, adding a sports segment. So kind of ah, like your USA Today, just I'm going to read each section a different day. You can listen to Very it. Very nice. Each, each More day, pink so. equals less blue. That's the old USA Today. <laughs> um, yeah, I so noticed e- the recent change there because you had the entertainment tonight. And then I just noticed recently you just broke that out into the the separate elements. Yeah, we're going to try that for a little bit to see. I mean, we, we kind of record them all around at the same time and then just break them up. But I think it's better that way. They're one, they're quick hitters. So mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes rather than, you know, an hour long. Because we used to do like a top five favorite horror movies or you know it's kind of at the end of it but we weren't giving that as much justice as we were talking about the games and tv shows or movies that we were playing so yeah. our listeners we thought would be better to split it out well i went to a writer's conference recently and, and one of the things that they mentioned is people love number lists like the best yes. way to draw somebody into a post an article whatever is to have an interesting picture and a number the top three the top five the top seven and here's the, here i'll give you the top five reasons why people are drawn to lists Please do. I see that's a joke. <laughs> Come on. One, because they're drawn to lists. <laughs> Two, because there's numbers involved. People like Three, numbers, because right? they like pictures. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any affiliation to them at all other than being a member, but uh, letterbox.com is a really good movie site for that. Um, you can k- kind of check in whenever you go to the movies or watch movies. You can write reviews on okay. there, but you can also compile lists on there okay. as well and then you know get to see other people so if you like that sort of thing i'm the stepfather at uh, letterbox.com forward slash stepfather awesome yeah it's, it's, so it's kind of like goodreads but for movies exactly awesome yeah. so you don't uh, not not to backtrack but i'm going to um so you don't <laughs> anytime talk, he says not not to do this not he's going to gonna do, do it I, and whenever i say not to get off topic but i, I don't want to get off topic it's a it's, surefire it's a guarantee i'm yeah. going off topic um no sports on the show, you guys. I, I just assumed that you would because you're always a big sports guy. Yeah, uh, w- w- one of the uh, one of the hosts, co-hosts of the show, um, Greg. He's not much of a sports guy. Yeah. So we try to we we sway away from that. So you know, whenever we do do sports, then we'll we'll get some other guys in there to talk about it. But yeah, I mean, I'm all about the Olympics. Really? I, absolutely, I absolutely love the Olympics. I even watch ice dancing. Oh my god! But I like ice I, dancing ice, is an event. In ice the dancing isn't as fun as watching the regular figure skating. Like this year, the regular figure skaters are just getting busted up like crazy. <laughs> that's that's why I like to watch it because whenever you listen to the the judges or the commentators talking about it, they all have to do these. I don't know the difference between a Lutz and Axel or you know whatever the hell they do, but right. you have to do quads if you're gonna medal at all as a man. And they all try it and they all wipe out in some sort of fashion. So it's always fun just watching them try to recover. <laughs> I, I, w- I was saying the other night, um, when somebody falls, um, I want to see that guy who just fails so miserably at it, you know, like who, tr- who tries to do like the big jump and, you know, cause there, there was this one guy last Friday night, he, he tried to do it and he was too close to the boards. So he kind of fell and slid into him. I want to see that guy who like does the jump, but like jumps out of the rink, oh, right. you know, like just fails so bad that he misses his landing and like lands in the judge's right. bed or something. That guy that you're talking about, he got messed up. Man. <laughs> he did. He landed I mean, I'm on not his laughing hip. at him, right. but like, oh my Lord. He landed on his hip and it was a good well, 10 yeah. seconds. He was just kind of laying there like, pick yourself up, man. Keep dancing. <laughs> Is that, uh, isn't that what 
like what Tanya Harding did? Didn't she cry or something? Which, which one was it? That, that was Nancy yeah. Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Well, so they let her do it over again because her shoelace broke. Or yeah, something? that was Tanya Harding. Oh, uh, that was her. I thought yeah. you meant the the why why that yeah, was the, Kerrigan. Yeah, right. well, Tanya Harding had her boyfriend Jeff Galuli bust her. Capper Capper needs the drama in the Olympics anymore, right? Yeah. Nobody's capping anybody with <laughs> no. Nobody's beating anybody with a lead pipe anymore. But yeah. yeah, but then whenever she was actually skating, Tanya Harding's shoelaces were untied. And she was crying over to the judges. It's, it's untied. So they let her start over. It's, you know why? Because she was probably making porn in the dressing room. Oh, yeah. And probably forgot to tie her damn skates. They were probably like, hey, you guys want to break it up in there? Yeah, it's your turn sometime today. <laughs> I mean, she really did. You know, I, I always thought Harding was very cute. I thought she was back in the day. Now it's, you've seen things that you can't unsee with her. Um, and she's just like, you know, just, just a dish rag whore. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's just no other, I mean, she was, you know. It's an official level of whore. Yeah. Uh, You're not just a hua. Uh, she's, yeah. She's dish just, rag hua. Yeah, she just got, she went all sorts of filthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, once, once, uh, you know, she was known to be associated with Jeff Galuli. That right. Just, well, sure. When, once you saw his face, you knew what you were getting oh, with yeah, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, He did, he really had the, he had the snidely whiplash mustache. Like, I got a couple of guys. They know what to do with a pipe. <laughs> We're going to get you a gold, sweetie. Now, awesome. now get over here. <laughs> Talking about movies. No, keep the skates on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm we sorry. get the Oscars coming up. We do. And uh, I know, Mike, you're a big movie guy. And uh, obviously, that's one of the topics we like to cover here on The Ninth Story, because yep. movies are a great vehicle for storytelling. Every author that writes, almost every author that writes, wants their book to be made into a movie. So... Um, I think more recently they're, you know, they're trying to actually make movies that with good stories. Yes. I mean, not the best time, I think, actually, even though you're going to see a whole lot of horrible movies is to go at the beginning of the year, or the end of the year, like the blockbusters during the summer. They're all garbage. That's trash. I mean, yeah, they're entertaining it's for what they are. It's 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 popcorn. They know they they know exactly. Yeah, what it's mindless yeah. entertainment. But it's you're not going to get a good go, story. Right. You're not going to be you're not going to be leaving the movie theater afterwards going what the hell did I just watch? Have well, maybe you, ever, you are, but not in a good way. Have you ever heard that old adage, Mike? I put it out there on um, on on the social media in January because uh, I'd read this years ago that Hollywood is strategic in that it it saves its worst movies for January release. Yes, because no one, not too many people are going. Um, but that always gets a little mixed up with the whole. Well, wait a minute, that movie. Is, is up for an Oscar and it came out in, but you have to pay attention to the whole release nationally. You know, it's right. that old opening select theaters in Yeah, a lot December. of stuff will get released in Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles yeah, yeah. for Oscar considerations. Right. Right. And so January is a good time to find those wherever you're at because they'll open up more cinemas so you can see them because they were nominated for Oscars. But the majority of actual releases are all garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. Or it was stuff that they spent a lot of money on that they thought was going to be good. But then whenever they saw the final cut, was like, we need to hide this in January and yeah. make our money back. Yeah, because there is there is a lot of that. It, it's, and that's, that's, it's, it's either crap or it's the whole, well, the big budget movie that it, it didn't just, yeah. the, the director's vision didn't translate. I didn't see uh, Monuments Men, but that's what happened to that. I mean, I, I saw previews for it in the movie theaters in February and March of last year. It was supposed yeah. to come out for Oscar season in November, December, but it got pushed out until January. Ooh. Because of the the big budget and all the people, it, it didn't get reviewed well. But I haven't had a chance to see it hmm. yet. 
What's up with uh, Kevin Costner, man? This is All the of year. A he's in like every fucking. This movies. is the year of the Costner. This is the year. There's, he's got five movies coming out this year. So before we get on to the meat of the Oscars, you know a lot about film. Do you know what what was he doing? I mean, I put out um, there like, did he get out of prison? And we didn't know that he was in prison. Well, he's got a old time bluegrass band. Shut that up. he that he started. Um, is I, it the fo- the Soggy Bottom Boys? Close, <laughs> yeah. close. Um, if you saw the, um, I will tell you this: I'm a man of constant sorrow when I watch yeah. a Costner film <laughs> anymore. It's been a while. Or monotone, right? Uh, his uh, his anger is the same thing as his sadness. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he did that. Uh, the Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh uh, yeah, for that's right. AMC, AMC or it was a bunch of different networks. I think that went together, but he actually did the music for that too with his bluegrass band. Really? What is do, yeah. what is he doing? What position does he play in this band? I believe guitar and lead singer. Shut up! He's yes. the, he's the guy. He's driving the bus. That's awesome. <laughs> um, he's also I think he does something with um, when there was that oil spill the a couple years ago just off the coast in down in New uh, Orleans did he bring yeah, the yeah, dish yeah. lock no, washing liquid he invested he had invested in some company years ago when he was making that colossal piece of shit water world <laughs> <laughs> and whatever he invested in they thought they could clean it up oh okay I, that was like probably the last time I'd heard his name prior to when Superman came out or I'm sorry Man of Steel right yeah I'd call it right and now he's every commercial that comes out he's in the movie yeah well he had uh he had Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit came out. Now he's got that Three Day to Kill. Three Days to yeah, Kill. It's the same kill. movie plot that you see over and over again. We need you to come in. You're the best there ever was. Yeah. I'm retired. I'm going to need more money for this. He's got that great line. I'm, I'm going to need to get a new suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I think Rain Man had that line, too. Yeah. Um, he's the general manager for the Cleveland yeah. Browns draft day that comes out in April. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I, I saw the commercial for that. That was what prompted it. I was like, oh, all okay. right, seriously. Not even Costner can what? save the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he maybe. He could try. Yeah. Yeah, there's two others as well, but yeah, five, really? five movies total. This is the year Holy of Kevin cow. Costner, so if Tim you're a Costner two. fan. <laughs> the Postman Part 2. Oh, that would see that would. I don't be know if we could do another like, three hours of that. <laughs> More dances with wolves. <laughs> so the Oscars, it's, it's the season. Yeah. So since you're such the movie guy, I know you got the movie pass. You're going to see them all like every day. You're at the movie theater, right? Try to. Yeah. Do they know right? you by name now? Whenever you go in, well, you like, can go to any movie theater. So it depends on where I'm at. I can just check in. <laughs> so what is the what is that movie pass all about for anybody um, who's listening that doesn't know what that is? Me included. Movie pass. It's uh, depending on where you live. The average is thirty dollars a month. Okay. And you get to go to one movie a day. Well, one movie every twenty four hours. Really? You're not allowed to see the same movie twice, and you're not allowed to see the 3D or the IMAX or uh, the, yeah. you know, all that. You have to see the standard uh, 2D. What about porn? Uh, I haven't tried it. Okay. I don't any know restrictions on one? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Come I on. don't know where if there are any actual theaters where you can go to, but it's, um, neither do I. <laughs> it's backed by Discover. Discover Twenty five cent so theater. Okay. If they accept Discover card there, I'm sure you can use <laughs> it. Wow. Hey, where but, don't they uh, take Discover? So yeah, you basically just check in on the app on your phone. So whenever oh. you check in on your app, they load the money on your credit card. So you use that credit card to buy your ticket. The only annoyance is if you go with somebody you have to buy two separate tickets. Oh. So you have to swipe yours and then buy another ticket and then use, you know, something Well, you know what that means? Use then a lot of solo movies. A lot of solos, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is good because yeah. I don't know how much, you know, my wife wants to see half the crap that I'm seeing because sure. of it, but yeah. I, I love even the bad ones. So. Well, yeah, I mean, that there's a, there's a certain charm in a bad movie. I mean, you know, going to the movie is... That's an experience in and of itself. Even the worst movie is, is kind of different when you're sitting there in, the, in a darkened room watching it. 
And for the most you know, part, when I'm watching them at home, I'm doing something else. That's right. You're not dedicating yourself. Yeah, you don't. To the you don't. You either. don't. You don't follow. So, do you take a notebook with you by chance? Do you ever? Do you ever go and like? I do, and the better they are, it seems the more time I want to put into writing yeah, review. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like to. I don't like to completely bash them, but it seems that there's more awful movies than there are. Well, good. Well, did you ever hear when when Dan and I talked about that that nobody wrote a bad review like Roger Ebert? His his review of bad movies was was better than his good reviews. He <laughs> t- it was an art form. Taking the time. Oh, Oh my God! He he wrote such a great review for a bad movie, and he was never all out nasty. He wasn't. It wasn't vindictive. It was just. It It was was, fun. There there was a lot of sarcasm in it. You know, a a lot of sarcasm. And he would take shots at the directors more so than anybody else. He didn't get too critical of performers, but he really he took a lot of shots at the screenwriter too and the director. But I always thought he wrote a great bad review. So, Mike, you were coming tonight with your predictions for the Oscars. Yes. Let's work backwards like Oscar does. We want to save the best director and the best film. Do you have envelopes with you? I don't, but I can log into their site and I'll be able to. We'll, we'll go with um, like the, the big See categories. Best okay. supporting actress, best supporting actor, the actor and the actress, best director and best uh, film. Is that cool? Yeah. And you can tell us what I've seen. Yeah. Um, I think for best picture, I've seen almost all of them. So what I would say, go see, because they're all going to be back out in yeah. movie theaters. So yeah. Then you can also tell us if you thought there were any snubs, if, any, if there's anything that you're like, hey, you know who really should have been on that list. It's hard with the Oscars, too, because they they play politics more than they do. Oh, no kidding. Um, actually give what I would consider the better movie, the win, 2001 Gladiator won Best Picture. And I thought Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was a much better film, and that one should have won. But they were able to nominate it for best foreign language film, yeah, and yeah. It, it won that without a doubt. So if you know, we'll give you this. Is that's how uh, I felt okay. it went though. Moving things around so that one gets one and one gets the other. Well, yeah. And then they, you know, they uh, they opened up the best picture. It used to just be five, and they opened it up to the possibility of ten, so that they could put more high budget action type films into it, even whenever they don't necessarily deserve to get nominated. I was going to say, even if they don't win, they still get press. They still get, it's almost like an advertisement for them. Right. I was going to say, I thought they scaled it back this year, but they didn't. They're still nine there's movies nine. nominated yeah, again nine. this year. Like, oh, nine. nine. Well, yeah. what a perfect number. Well, yeah, I remember I walked into that theater. <laughs> it was a dilapidated old theater. It was a dilapidated theater. old theater. The came off in my hand. I ripped the door off in my hand. I went up to the fucked up trunk where the movie was. <laughs> went up to the three lock box office, and son of a bitch, I said, I'll see all nine. Because <laughs> Mike Sarah gave me the movie pass. You know? It's a supporting actress. The supporting actress. So the nominees are <laughs> Sally Hawkins in uh, Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle. Um, I'm going to butcher the names of the people from 12 Years a Slave, just so, yeah, everybody, probably. Just so everybody knows, because you got the Lapita Nyong'o, uh, and then, uh, oh, everybody's favorite, Julia Roberts from August Osage County. She's going to smile uh, like a horse. June Squibb from uh, Nebraska. I thought it was cool that they finally made one of Bruce Springsteen's albums into a film. Does it's it actually follow, a really good follow, movie, though. Does, it, does the plot follow the album? It's not. It has nothing to do with it. That's <laughs> the one with Bruce Dern, right? Yes. And Will Forte's in that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. A, all right, so so those are your those are the nominees. Now, how many of those have you seen? Uh, Blue Jasmine, uh, American Hustle, Nebraska. So I've seen that's three pretty of the good. five. Three of five. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's more than I've seen. That's what the pros make. We try. Yeah. Uh, so Blue, Jas- Blue Jasmine, a Woody Allen movie? Uh, I, believe, there, I believe. Why do I? So. There's a reason why I, think I believe that's a Woody so. Allen movie. It, it definitely fits the mold of it. I think his, it is. If it's not, I think it is though. I yeah. think it is. Of course, it's one of my films. Uh, uh, all right. So, what do you think? 
Who's going to win that one? Uh, I think that the shoe in for it is probably Jennifer Lawrence. I think so. She's everybody's favorite. Yeah. And she's winning. That movie for me is hard to judge, though, because the story is very lacking. But the cast having that ensemble is really good. Yeah. And the relationships between them is more interesting than what's actually going on in the movie. Oh, so it's that old, would I rather watch these actors eating lunch than actually going through this movie? The, the way it works, like Christian Bale is a con man, and it's based around the whole ab scam thing. Yeah. So he's a con man, and uh, Amy Adams is his girlfriend, and Jennifer Lawrence is his ex-wife. Yeah. So they're kind of playing off of each other. So the relationships between the three of them mixed with Bradley Cooper, who's the FBI agent who's trying to do everything, all that is interesting, but the, the scam itself is kind of dumb. And who else is in it? There's one other... Oh, Jeremy. Is Jeremy Renner in that? Renner's in that. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Renner's in it. He plays the... the um, the uh, not not mayor, but you know commissioner or whatever of commissioner commissioner Gordon. Gordon. No, yeah, there no, it is. No, no. And he and Bale go, uh, or just congressman for his district. They're the one. One that they time use, you they gave a boy your coat yeah, to keep him warm. So so you know a couple of things about that. I've not seen it, um, but you know why I want to see that movie. Because, and I don't want you to think that I'm a pig because I've already mentioned porn once or twice <laughs> tonight. But I think Amy Adams and, and Jennifer Lawrence just look hot in that in the commercial. Well, if you're a fan of side or under boob, yeah. Amy Adams should be your vote for yeah, they best just actress look, because I mean they just look hot. side boob. And I never thought Amy Amy Adams never did anything for me. But man, she she looks great in that movie. She works it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, all right. <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah. So so that's your pick. You know. So so I I think that the I think that's where Hollywood's going to surprise. I think they're going to do. You know what, Jennifer Lawrence, you got best actress before. You've get you've gotten a lot of love from other things. I think they're going to give it to the Twelve Years a Slave person because that's what they do. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's possible. It's because it's somebody, like we're never going to hear of this actress again. No right. offense against the actress, but we're never going to hear about her again. I right. Think, I think she gets it. I, June Squibb was good in Nebraska, um, but it was that movie overall was the Bruce Dern show. And that movie looks like a downer. I mean, is it? I know somebody from Nebraska. It, it kind of is. I mean, the basis of the story is he gets one of those letters in the mail that say, you want a million dollars like a publisher's clearinghouse deal. He doesn't trust the mail with his million dollars. So he's going however he can get there. So he's he drives to, to Omaha to collect. I yeah. gotcha. I so gotcha. they got a lot of cows in Omaha. It's like <laughs> very flat grass. I think they're erecting their first building out there next week. <laughs> is that, someone, someone I know that listens to the show is going to be very angry with me now. <laughs> is it black and white? It is. Then everything that's nominated from Nebraska will win. I drove through Nebraska one time and it was black and white the entire state. As soon as you cross the border. As soon as you cross the border, <laughs> the color drains from your body. It just goes to, it just goes black and white. Yeah, Dan's clearly got an inside joke with a listener, and he's pissing that person off <laughs> you know? right now. So. That's all right. Hello, Cindy. Yeah. All right. So, so your pick for that one is um, I'm going to go with you're I'm going with go Jennifer with Lawrence. And say Jennifer Lawrence will get it. Yeah. And sadly, I mean, she was really good and really impactful, but she's the darling. And doesn't she have like an annoying voice though in it? Doesn't because like in the commercials, I remember they look like the kind of guys who buy me a drink. You know, like yeah. she's really pushing that Long Island accent. Like, yeah, it's definitely forced. Yeah, there's it's not comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't care because <laughs> she's on screen, so I'll watch. Right, right, right. Shouldn't Jared Leto be in that category? He should for Alice Byers Club. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been interesting if that's how they would have made their nominations. Right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, so so that's Mike Sarah's pick for that one. Everybody, you know, listen to the, the or watch the ceremonies, uh, and we'll find out. So, best supporting actor. Oh my God, Barghad Abdi from yeah. Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper, of course, from you know anything he was in. 
Actually, it was American <laughs> Hustle. Everybody Radio loves Hustle. him. Yeah. Michael Fassbender from 12 Years a Slave. Say, hey, there's a... Is there's that a, his real name? Fast Fassbender? Ben? Yeah, Fassbender. Fass, yeah. um, Did he change his name, or is that his real name? Because that would be totally awesome if that was his actual birth name. Fassbender. Uh, that I don't know. It's F-A-S-S-B-E-N-D-E-R. That's probably like German or Sweden or something. Fassbender. Fassbender. I could see that. Ja, it's good. Fassbender, he's the one. He was in Prometheus, and he was in the the X Men when yes. Xavier. Ah, uh, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. pre Magneto. That's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know him. Yeah, yeah. He's actually pretty he's, shame. He's, he's a pretty a lot, decent a lot actor. of his penis and shame. If you're into Michael well, Fassbender, oh hello. Well, <laughs> he's going to see Django and Chains just because I mentioned <laughs> it last time. That's not that's untrue. Um, everybody's darling uh, Jonah Hill from The Wolf of Wall Street and Jared Leto. So this yeah. category is loaded. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of powerhouse performances in that one. Kevin Again, Costner's not in that for I some have, reason. I don't know why. I've not seen any of these. Uh, I've not seen any of them either, honestly. Uh, four, four or five. Wow. Yeah, he 12 did, Years a Slave. Whoa, I haven't seen nice. on that one. <laughs> and you can keep that dollar now. <laughs> I earned it. The well, studio dollar. Years a Slave, was it released that much? I mean, because I, I, I remember, obviously, I'm reading, just so everybody knows, I'm reading out of Rolling Stone, which is where I get 95% of my news. Um, and they've been, you know, they've been hyping that movie. You get the other 5% well, from Jon Stewart? That's right. That's right. Um, it's been a little bit of a slow burn. Yeah. Uh, it, like one or two showings at most theaters. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw it around this area. When, when I say this area, people will have to pretend that I just made a hand circle. Um, <laughs> they don't really know what this area like is. Like a bingo blot over right, the right. city of that's, Pittsburgh. That's right. That's right. Now, that's right. We're broadcasting from the Nine Star <laughs> Studios, downtown Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. Right next door to the Stigmatia Studios. <laughs> so you saw all of them except 12 Years a Slave. Yes. And your pick is this one. I was I was caught between um, Bradley Cooper and Jared Leto. I thought Jared Leto's performance was a lot better, um, but again, I feel that they kind of when the ball is when the ball is rolling, they like to jump on the hype train. So Bradley Cooper could get it. This is probably the yeah, best opportunity for true. him to get it. Um, Barkett Abdi was really good, and Captain Phillips is he the guy who takes over the is he the yeah he's the Somal the captain yeah. of the Somali pirates okay okay who is actually well he I guess he was in Minnesota whenever they did the uh he, was, minute, he so, lives in Minnesota so Tom Hanks didn't get nominated at all this year I don't believe so wow Captain Phillips got nominated for best picture but I don't think he did so so you're thinking I think you're it torn should go to Leto Jared Leto yeah. yeah but I, Bradley Cooper could Jonah Hill was good that that movie kind of annoyed me though it was kind of a movie <laughs> in two parts like the first part was this excess in this I know the previews film, ignore, annoyed me and it was really funny but then three quarters away the movie all of a sudden it gets really serious and it takes this really dramatic turn and it's like a completely different movie. It doesn't fit. Well, that's kind of, in, in, and I haven't seen it, and I, and I don't want to generalize. We're going to do that on the podcast tonight. When we come back from break, we're going to be very serious. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a, see, now that's an idea whose time has come. Um, <laughs> but I, Scorsese does that a lot. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? No, probably not to the extent that you're talking about, but you can kind of look at Goodfellas in that way. You know, Goodfellas yeah. is, a, is, a, is one movie, and then... The end of it, I won't say it unravels because I've just gotten so used to Goodfellas. I've seen it so many times. But when it gets into that part where Henry's like making the sauce and watching the helicopter, right. it kind of gets goofy. You know, yeah. it, it, it steers you're, you're away correct. from it steers away from the first hour and forty five minutes in the movie, and for the last half hour, it becomes something different. Yeah, yeah, and he does that. Isn't that movie? Over three hours long. It's it's a I long mean, one. I saw it Christmas Day. I've it I've was, not heard anybody review it that that wasn't the first thing that they talked about. Like you like feel the fact, the time. They're, they're like yeah. it feels like you, you a three and a half hour movie. You yeah, know? you definitely feel the time. Yeah, that's that's rough. 
Anyway. Yeah. So what do you got? What, so that was um, you're, you're thinking. I'm thinking Bradley Cooper, but I would like to see Jared Leto get it for Dallas Buyers Club. Hollywood does love the, the actor who really goes to f- great extent to fulfill a role. And yeah. didn't Leto, he looks like he weighs like 80 pounds in the damn movie. Yeah, him and McConaughey both just yeah. completely shriveled up. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Was, the, You know, that's uh, Rolling Stone has that as the favorite, by the way. Jared they, Leto. they have Leto as the favorite. Okay, yeah. you're in good company then. Yeah, and I and I didn't I didn't go back, or I, I should have said this when we did the best supporting actress. They also have a uh, you know my pick, Lupita Nyong'o as the favorite. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, what do we got left? We got uh, best movie and we've got the both a- the actor roles um, mm-hmm. and uh, director and uh, film. Okay, so, yeah. Well, we're at thirty minutes. Why don't we take a break real quick? We'll listen to some funky, kick-ass music. You, right. you, you need to get something in here that is, like, very Hollywood-esque. Hollywood. <laughs> something like that. Hello, friends. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood. We've yeah. got the best actors for you all year long. So, there you go. the ninth story podcast we're here today with mike Sierra, greg weber and myself we're talking about the oscars a very serious event hollywood waits for it all year long it's gonna be great mike back to you there can be only one number one <laughs> we should we should do a an in memoriam session here do you hear that <laughs> like oscar like, that's my favorite part like of the tie fighters coming down out there <laughs> <laughs> that, that's always my favorite you know right because i watch even if i don't see him I, I will sit down and endure the whole thing because it's a it's an event um you just and, watch it because george clooney is on it no <laughs> he's a big fan of clooney no um, big big fan yeah huge fan um <laughs> no. absolutely um mm. That when that's my favorite part was when they when they do the the section where they do the memorial for everybody who passed away. Yeah. And invariably, I find myself saying, "Holy shit, they died! When did that happen?" Or, "I thought they died before." You yeah. Know, I, that's what I do yeah. the whole for the whole thing. I'm just constantly <laughs> saying, "Oh, I didn't know she died. When did she die? I thought she was already dead." You know, that's what I do. Yeah. You do that? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you hear names, and if it's been. 10, 15 years since they've been in a the movie. They, uh, there was four or five times I was like, I thought Ernest Borgnine died. How come he wasn't up there? <laughs> I know. I just did that with um, with Sid Caesar. Sid Caesar died a couple weeks ago. I think it was last week, whatever. Yeah. And Jessica Me Hugh put it. She was the one who notified me of his death uh, via the social media. And um, he that's, was that's Craig saying hello to Jessica. <laughs> he, he was 91. And I'm like, honestly, I thought he died like 20 years ago. Right. 
you know, I think the last thing I saw him in was History of the World Part One, and that was like 1981. <laughs> that, that was that was a while ago. It's, it's, Talking it's, about a movie that takes a drastic right, turn yeah. three quarters of the way through it. Yeah. Well, that's you could say the same. Mel Brooks does that a lot too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like well, he tries to be funny, and then he decides he needs to get serious, or right. or vice versa. So let's move on to the best actress. Amy Adams for American Hustle, Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine, Sandy Bullock, honestly. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just going to pause on that. Did I, didn't, I haven't seen it, but Sandra Bullock, you know. I, uh, I don't. She's good I, driving a bus, and that's about <laughs> it. Judy Dench for Philomena, and of course, Meryl Streep because she was in a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> August, <laughs> Osage <laughs> County. She she appeared in something, therefore, it's just <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. fait accompli, right? She, hey, she acted. How many of these have you seen? Three of five. Three of five. Yeah. I'm going to guess. I know you nice. saw American Hustle. Yep. You saw Blue Jasmine. Yep. And I'm going to say you saw Gravity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You didn't yeah. go see Philomena. How was Gravity? <laughs> no. Was, Although it's rated very high. I hear it's I very well. It. And it's British. I mean, it's probably yeah. funny. It's witty, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. I really wanted to see Gravity. Gravity is a theater movie. That's what I mean. I That's, didn't get to see it. Like, at, I wanted to go see it at IMAX. Yeah. I don't. I have a feeling that seeing it at home, even, I mean, I have a 55-inch television, but it's not... It's not going to be the same. theater, and yeah. I don't think it's going to be the same. Oh, yeah, I have um, the 56-inch television. Oh, well, good for you. This is a little bigger than yours. <laughs> right, mine's bigger. I just, I sit really close, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's, uh, it's all in how you use that television, you know, not, not necessarily how big it is. It's how you use it, right. But for that, you need the atmosphere. You need the I know. completely I'm so dark. sad I didn't see that. I mean, this is one where IMAX and 3D is, it's worth the ticket price, but I don't think it's going to have the same impact. You think they're going to play it again? It's, it should be out because of the Oscars. Okay. Uh, a lot of times they get re-released, especially yeah. then if they win, they'll stay even longer. So your pick there is going to be what? Um, even though I absolutely hated her, I think that was the point of the movie was Kate uh, Blanchett and Blue Jasmine. Yeah? She is absolutely revolting in the movie. She plays this rich wife who has a nervous breakdown and uh, goes to live with her poor sister, but still is living in a rich world. First world problems. Like absolutely judgmental of the way her sister lives her life because that's not the proper way. That's not how I did it when I lived on Park Avenue kind of thing. Okay, okay, okay. They spend the whole movie trying to make you feel for her, but you don't. You you hate her. You know who I feel for? Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, right. <laughs> Peter Travers in Rolling Stone. That's his pick. You know? Okay. Yeah, he, he's got Blanchett too. And it actually says, Blanchett has long been considered a lock for embodying a modern day Blanche Dubois in Woody Allen's topical and trenchantly funny blending of A Streetcar Named Desire. She's long been rumored to, to have this thing locked up. Yeah. And I don't think I've heard anything different. I think everybody's just assuming that she's going to show up. Yeah, and just take it. Just have room in her purse for Oscar, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, yeah. But, and she won she's the... She's good. Um, I mean, she's a she good She won actress. the Golden Globe for oh, it, too, didn't she? There's no question she's um, a great yes. actress. I think yeah. she won the Golden Globe for that. There was one that she won. I think Amy Adams won one, too. That may have been like the... SAG Awards or yeah, something it like that. It probably was. Probably hey, was. Hey, I got a question. What's Dustin Hoffman doing these days? Well, he tried to do an HBO show, Lucky, but that only lasted three episodes <laughs> before that thing got pulled. Seriously? It got that, pulled? That horse that horse. Yeah, I know show, about that, yeah, but it, it really got, got pulled. pulled? There was only seven or eight episodes, but it got it got pulled. It was really bad. How and bad does it have to be if HBO says after three episodes we're done? Well, I think there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of um, PETA involvement in uh, that too because like the mistreatment of the, the horses. Uh, you know what I hear is really good. The Kevin Spacey vehicle on Netflix. The House, House of, of Cards. Cards, yeah. I'm sure they spent a ton of money yeah. attracting Spacey to that project. 
supposedly that's going to be the wave of the future. Yeah, but yeah. Netflix is like they're just, that's a cash. I mean, they're just making. Yeah. I mean, they make a ton gonna, of money. Exactly. It's really good. The second season just started, and they're already. I think, believe pre-production for season three. Well, I kind of oh. like the old TV show on, because um, that's how I watched the, the latest season of Arrested Development. The the series wasn't, I mean, that, that season wasn't good. We talked about this on a previous show. Where, yeah, you know, the binge viewing. Yeah, it came yeah. out It came out of the gate with a, like a house of fire, but then it fell apart in the latter episodes. But I, I like that whole concept of putting it on Netflix. I think it's... People are getting used to watching series on Netflix. Right, but that's I, why I, I, I mean, think that's it's the right time for them to the hit with watch it. it when you can instead of having to sit down that's at right. 8 o'clock on a Wednesday yep, night. That, that's right. It. And I and I think that I like that forum because I think I think there's going to be a lot more integrity in what is written and what is produced and what goes out there because mm-hmm. people are going to watch what they want to watch. Not and I hate the, I don't want to be like what the man's telling them to watch. <laughs> television is a business and yes. advertisers pay money based upon how many people are watching. And to right. your point, I'm not, you know, if you're if you're forced to sit there at eight o'clock on a Wednesday night, well, maybe you don't. Maybe you want to mm-hmm. watch House of Cards at two o'clock in the morning yeah. on a Sunday. Right. It's, I just think that you're going to get better shows there and because it's kind of cable-y, um, yeah. you're going to get you're going to get some really edgy shit and the hype machine loses its strength though whenever you have that and that's kind of the the where I'm at do I like it or do I don't like it I definitely like catching up on old shows by being able to yeah. binge watch all of them mm-hmm. but yeah. you lose that I got to watch this because I know we're going to talk about it at work tomorrow. Right. You know, and that's a great point. What's going to happen next week? I don't know. That whole hype and that nervousness for it goes away because you could sit down and watch all 13 episodes at one time. But I think and that's a great point. We're getting way off topic, but I want to stay with it. Um, But I think that works with certain shows. If you're watching Hannibal, there's that, oh, yeah. you know, I, I got to see this now because there's a, there's almost like that serialization to it. Right. Like, I, I, I don't want to be at the water cooler tomorrow and not have seen this. <clears throat> right. And like with obviously with 24, 24 is not a very good show. It's not. But the appeal of 24 is that, yeah. you know, it's the whole I got to see it. I can't not see this episode. And a lot of times after you watch it, you're kind of like. But that was really cheesy, you know. <laughs> but you still—it's like that's what—that's what sucks you into it. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing because I've never watched Twenty Four, and I've thought about watching it. But well, if you do, you're going to get sucked in, and, and that would be a show. And I never binged watched it because I watched it as it was serialized for me. I would not be able to pull myself away if I knew I could sit there and watch all twenty four episodes in a row. I would. I think doing that also makes a show better mm-hmm. when you can binge watch it. Because you don't have to make the decision between weeks. Like, was last week's episode really not good? Am I wasting my time watching <laughs> yeah. this? When you can watch them one after the other. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we, we've talked about that before. People are more forgiving of the binge view. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, you know, that episode wasn't so great, but here's another one. Yeah. Um, and, and there are certain shows that I think were built unintentionally, maybe, for the binge view. Like, Lost. Like, um, well, um, what happened to my brain? I've never Walter seen that White. show. Oh, um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was was yeah. a great show. I mean, because once I caught up on it, I mean, there's like you know from week to week you for you lose things, you forget things. Right. When I binge viewed the first few seasons of it, I was like I made all the connections. I was like, wow, this connection over here from this episode four episodes later ties together and it's brilliant. And I think that some of that gets lost 
in serialization. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That that is that's that's a good point, and you're kind of you're you're underlining my point about why 24 yes. doesn't necessarily the why the the suspense is the thing that works with with shows like what you just mentioned, Breaking Bad. There's a lot of stuff to go back and look at. Yes. It's just the way they wrote that show. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can pick up on from earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. 24 is actually very pedestrian in its writing. The the appeal of just is just moving that show along. It's completely linear. You know, it's just right. 24 hours in a day. Um, and that was always the appeal. There's, there, it doesn't have a whole lot of rewatchability. Yeah. There's not much you're going to go back and grab. Oh, I missed that in episode two, and now in episode twenty-two, and I get it. No. Yeah, it, it happens with other. There's shows. no setup and payoff like that, huh? Right, right, right. Um, so, so you're it, Kate Blanchett. You agree with with everybody that, yeah, that she's going to walk away she with was, this uh, thing? Amy Adams was good, but again, that's an ensemble piece. Yeah, I and I see I, that as the, as that only. Uh, nobody stood out. You know, Kate Blanchett had to carry. That movie. I like Kate Blanchett. Yeah, she's a good actress. Like she too. she probably has to get it because I think I think Judy Dench has already gotten enough love from from Hollywood on other things. Meryl Streep, obviously, she has as well. And didn't Sandy Bullock won for Blindside? Didn't yes. she? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So they're gonna be like, eh, you know what? Kate Blanchett deserves it. I think this is the Oscar. Take it to the bank. They're, they're gonna give her this Oscar. This is the lifetime achievement for her work in. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> they're finally they're, the, they're, the talk of the whole. They're going to recognize her work. Remember, she spoke Russian. Yeah. Come on, the talk, the talk of the whole thing though won't be I her winning. Russian. It'll be Meryl Streep stub or snub. <laughs> That's right. She'll, she got snubbed at the Oscar. Spasiba, prejalsta. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. So, so best actor. Well, you know, see, this is this is a loaded category too. You got yeah. Christian Bale for American Hustle. Uh, Bruce Dern for Nebraska, Leo for Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Is he from Ch- Nebraska? Chiwetel Ejiofor for Twelve Years a Slave, <laughs> and McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. All right, all right. So I, I kind of, I want McConaughey to win just because I want to see his acceptance speech. <laughs> I loved his, I loved his Golden Globes. Awesome. I that thought was it was good. He got, awesome. he got based. In I know, for but for what I, reason? I don't know. Why. I don't know either. It, I, I it, totally got it. Yeah. But I totally got what he was saying. One hundred percent. That's I why I go to the movies. He's Jacob Tyler Bergant. Like God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was like that was deep. I now mean, open your eyes. All right, now I'm going to take my shirt. If he took his shirt off during the speech, he'd be all right. People, I took my shirt off while I was saying all this. Yeah. So what are you thinking there, Chief? Oh, um, wait, hold on. We got to do. Yeah. You've seen American Hustle. Yep. You've seen Nebraska. Yep. You've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. You've not seen 12 Years a Slave. And right. you've seen Dallas Buyers Club. Yep. So four or five. Four or five. I think you, that's the that's your biggest category thus far. Four you know, or five. He had, he had another four or five. Oh, did he? Yeah. I yeah. Thought he, another, I thought there was another four or five. Oh, I thought you were three or five. I was. Yeah. All right. Seven of nine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so your pick is? Seven of nine. I, I want... The toss up between Bruce Dern and Matthew McConaughey. Um, Bruce Dern, I fell in love with on the HBO show Aww, Big Love. That's I thought nice. he was really good on mm-hmm. that show. Which he was he was a complete dis- despicable man in that show, but he was really good in Nebraska. Um, Matthew McConaughey, though, just it was painful watching him in that yeah. movie. How sickly he made himself look. Really, and they, they were they even said whenever they were filming it, like there was times where there were breaks where he was just kind of like passed out in the chair waiting. <laughs> I mean, he some wasn't mashed eating potatoes. Stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> where he was so actually physically weak. Oh man, that's that he true. Hey Matt, you want some mashed potatoes? No, so, man, I can't. No, so I'm not so, going to take my shirt off. Rolling Stone, they've got they've got McConaughey. 
Okay. They, they, they that's, have, that's probably they where have I him as go, the yeah. favorite, and they have as their upset Leo. And I will tell you this: Craig's going to be upset if Leo fucking DiCaprio <laughs> wins. Not I don't like Leo either. I okay. don't. I don't. Fan. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. He, he's he has he's a good really actor. Good don't get me wrong. Physical comedy yeah. in this movie, but when the movie has to get serious. You don't buy him like you buy him as this guy with all this money who's blowing it on everything. But whenever the tables turn and he's going to jail and is imminent, you don't buy he's not, him at he's all. He's not the king of the world at that yeah. point. To, to me, he, he has already become that guy who is in that echelon of actors who he's himself. You know, like we talked about the movie with, he was in with Christopher Walken. It was Robert De Niro and yeah, this boy's this life. This boy's life. That was with that was De Niro and and yeah, that was him. De Niro and him. I thought it was Walken. Well, th- it could have been Dan. Could have been Walken. You never know. <laughs> uh, you're wrong. It was Bob. <laughs> it wasn't me. I was available, but um, I think I think it was this boy's life. That's the that's the yeah, movie that I'm thinking of too. With De Niro. Um, but I mean, I think I think Leo's just become Leo, where he he just plays himself in a lot of movies. And this love affair that Scorsese and DiCaprio have now, and and I think that contributes. It was to Catch work. Me If You Can. Oh, oh well, okay. yeah, that, okay. the, the 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 Frank uh, Abagnale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is actually I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, that's that's not a bad film. But um, so here's what I think happens. I think. I think Dern win. This is the kind of thing that Bruce Dern wins. You know, it's, it's the kind it's of role like that the, the Academy likes. That's right. Too. It's the lifetime achievement. It's like you've yeah. kind of and and Bruce Dern has always been just a little bit batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and but I think this is the whole let's recognize his life's work. Although we're hard pressed to think of. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's 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 an accomplished actor. The best thing he ever did was uh, Diane Ladd. <laughs> because they spawned Laura Dern. Because I think Laura Dern's kind of hot. You know? uh, she's yeah. had, she's had her moments. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's she's um yeah she's all right. I would yeah. be happy to see Bruce Dern win, but good on McConaughey because he's done that. Mud last year was really good too. I wouldn't be disappointed if McConaughey wins. So, like, I, like I said, right, right. I, like, I like to see him pull himself up, you know, by his own bootstraps. Um, all right, so that's your pick for that one. So best, so best director. is Alfonso Caron for uh, Gravity. Uh, Steve McQueen, who, again, I thought Steve McQueen died like 20 years ago. <laughs> I thought he did too. Yeah, and it turns, he's 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 black now and he's a director. And he's British. And he's British, right. Yeah. Well, there he's, oh, all he, these he's things. the trifecta. <laughs> he's no Hello, longer, I'm black, British, and a director. He's no longer this white, you know, raucous American actor uh, <laughs> that, that died of cancer years ago. Um, oh, they've Al- replaced him. Alexander he's re- Payne, he regenerated. He regenerated. Alexander Payne for Nebraska. David O. Russell, not to be confused with the other Russells out there, um, for American Hustle. And, of course, Mars oh, Scorsese because, you know, hey, he directed something, so we got to nominate him. Oh, Russell rules. So what do you think there? I'd say probably David O. Russell's going to get this one. You think so? Um, just because being able to corral all that, I want to say, quote, unquote, talent. Talent. <laughs> you um, could say, I think that's a talented <laughs> cast. I mean, he did a, he did a good job with um, talent? Silver Linings Playbook. You know, uh, that's all right. Of them, I, so. for, I forgot that was his. See, that was a callback to yeah. K-Man Mafia's yeah, opening. Right. Very nice. Very <laughs> who wrote, nice. Who wrote talent? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I think, it, I, think I, I gotta ask him. you, who reads that? That's my wife. Is that where I thought it yeah. was? I told you, he was asking me. I told him, I said, I think that's Gloria. Well, I actually asked too, um, who, who's playing the guitar at the beginning? Is that one of the guys in the Caveman Mafia? Uh, that, Clark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. yeah. That's nice, man. Anyway, um, yeah, that came, yeah, well, I won't tell you why that came up. Yeah, because I'll just get mad at 
the log. Oh, yes, for, because Craig I, was going to... Did you bring your guitar with no, you? No, see, I was going to do something on our Next show. time, you got to bring gonna, your guitar. I was going to play something. Okay. During the, the Sammy Hagar episode, I was going to do a little acoustic version of I Can't Drive 55. Nice. But we got into trouble with the law, so... Oh, yeah? to do it. So that was what came out We of just found out that you, you can't... No, oh, okay. but you, we found out that you can't actually play somebody else... But we did find out later that you, you can, can do a version of a yes, version. If you see somebody else on YouTube yeah. playing Sammy Thager's I Can't Drive 55, you can play that. Yeah. Because so, okay. their work is not copyrighted. Sammy Hagar's is. So yeah. you can try to play Stevie Ray Vaughan's Voodoo Child. There you go. Right. <laughs> I'll talk. Uh, there you go. If somebody else on YouTube plays it, yes. Right. We'll, we'll do an episode specifically dedicated to Voodoo and Santa Rea, and um, I'll try <laughs> to do uh, awesome. I'll try to do Stevie Ray's. I, I, so Peter Travers and Rolling Stone seem to think that the Gravity guys got it locked up. Peter Sellers? I thought he died. <laughs> he, I'm pretty sure he is dead. The, the th- there's not there's not a lot of people yeah. being directed. There, I mean, there's a lot of, I, I would say, cinematography. I was just going to say, from what you said before, I would think that that's probably going to win some cinematography awards because it looks beautiful. Cinematography special effects, right? stuff yeah. like that, yeah. And probably some audio and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. But... To your point, a director kind of has to take the script that he's given and kind of get the actors and try to get as much yeah. out of them as possible. I mean, it, it, I, I don't know what the – again, I didn't see it, but I don't know what the guy did to sit there and, you know, hey, the vastness of space. Let me, you know, let me get as much as I can <laughs> right. out of this. I don't know. Plus, yeah, he, I mean, he appears to be French, so fuck him. <laughs> hey, French guy, you still haven't called us. Yeah. We keep bashing the French because they haven't they haven't liked the show yet. So oh, okay. they, they download it. They're the first download every time we release it. All right. But they don't like the show or call the phone number. Yeah, we we have a hard time getting, getting international viewers. Well, they're just so damn to, lazy. You yeah. know? They're probably listening to it, but they're like, Ugh, peace off. I, I, I talk to, I shall not lock your page. I talk to a lot of people uh-huh. who uh, who listen to the show, but yeah. not... not feedback on the show on you know any of our speak pipe or anything like that yeah yeah we 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 have an interview coming up with a gentleman from england and an interview coming up with a gentleman from australia nice so we are going international soon the guy from australia is murray wiggle (laughs) oh he 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 wore the red shirt in the wiggles (laughs) it is not he's the guitar player and he wore the red shirt murray murray wiggle everybody stay tuned we'll 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 tell you when that episode's coming up no it's it's uh, a It's Colin Hay, the, the goofy-eyed bastard from Men at Work. <laughs> no, it's no, not, it's not him either. You're right. Um, all right. I'm sorry. So you, you it's think, a secret. So you're thinking Russell because yeah. for corralling the talent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last but not least, best picture. And there's, it's going to take the rest of the, it's going to take the better part of an hour just for me to read these because there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, go Amer- for it. American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity. Her, I didn't realize that got that, that was got, that got nominated. Her. Nebraska, Philomena, Twelve Years a Slave, Wolf of Wall Street, Ro- Barbara Philomena. So you've seen, you've <laughs> seen a lot of a these, movie? right? You've seen, um, yeah, probably seven everything. Of, but seven of nine. You didn't see Philomena. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We finally got it in. Seven of nine. Awesome. You did not see Philomena and Twelve Years a Slave. Right. If my memory is anything, yep, Barbara Philomena. Yeah. yeah. So what do you I think? I read that letter on the this show. This is the once. biggest. Her is the one with the, her is really Joaquin that's Phoenix. the Joaquin Phoenix falling yeah. in love is with that like his she? android. Yes. Isn't uh, there a song called She? There is. I wrote that. With <laughs> whole I just like Stanley. Craig do it now. I'm, I'm I'm retired from Gene Simmons at this point. <laughs> she was a great ballad. 
that I wrote. She was a Grant Lay, too. You know, the problem with it is, I can't remember which one she was. I've slept with over 10,000 women. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you thinking there, Mike? This is a tough one, just because there's so damn many to choose from. Yeah. Um, Captain Phillips, I don't think, deserves to be there, but I think that's the the blockbuster that gets put in. Really? Yeah. It it was a good movie, but my problem with it is they they make you want to feel some compassion for the Somali pirates, (laughs) but I don't. Not at all. They I deserve really. to be shot and killed. They just—they yes. got their just desserts. I don't feel bad for them at all. Um, so that one Gary automatically right out. Kill all the Somali pirates. Um, Gravity is another one. At it any was a point good in movie, the um, speaking of the Somali pirate movie, at any point in there, does anybody say I got a jar of dirt? <laughs> no. no? <laughs> That would have been funny, though, if a drunken Johnny Depp would have stumbled somewhere onto that I've boat. Got a jar of and dirt. said, you know, a little jar of dirt. Anyway, I would say Dallas Buyers Club. Really? That's um, the, the, is that out? What's okay? What's Mike Sarah's best? That's what I'm going to say. We'll we'll do that first. What's Mike Sarah's choice? I really liked her. Did her, you? Her is a really good movie. Um, Spike Jones, right? Spike Jones, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, it's a Joaquin Phoenix. And Amy Adams is in with, that too, isn't yep, she? Amy yeah, Adams she's is in, in every friggin' thing. And it's him falling in love with uh, Scarlett Johansson. You'd like to say I it's the uh, operating Craig system. Fell in love with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I did for a couple of seconds. What's interesting about that film is it it does a lot. Um, I don't blame you. It's a one. It's a completely a one sided relationship. Yeah. So well, it's hard to believe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I see. I didn't see it, but I think the I think the concept is pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I really thought it was is. a really. There's a lot you could do from a storytelling perspective. Uh, I, gotta, I, think, I gotta see this then. Yeah. At the at the end of it, I think you do a lot of reflecting on your own relationships and how one sided they actually yeah. are to you. Mm. Because you're only you don't ever see true. her because all she is is a voice, and so it's kind of like. You think you perceived by your spouse as something, mm-hmm. but what are you really? You know that's that's funny, and I won't, I, won't, I don't want to have a uh, reveal about me in this show. That's because that's not what it's about. But I always it's told all people, about that. I, I have friends who were fascinated how much I got into the social media because they were like, I just never thought you were that type of person, and you know, I didn't think you. And I'm like, the thing about social media that appeals to me is, and this is not a good thing. I said. It's friendship on my terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said, and that sounds horrible, but it's, I can keep in contact with people and I can contact them when I want. I can communicate. I can let people know what's going on, but I control everything. Right. It's not a, I'm not, we're not face to face. You know, it's not a phone call. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, are you a control freak? I can do it at three o'clock in the morning. It can be a 30 second, but it's, it's completely selfish. It's friendship on my terms. Um, but anyway, so it kind of sounds a little bit yeah. like what this is. It's a whole social media and any type of interaction like that makes us completely one-sided in our relationships. See, I should have wrote the damn movie. Fuck you, Spike Jones. <laughs> Shithead, he stole that. Yeah. yeah. He didn't write it, though. He just directed it, right? Well, yeah. Uh, no, he's, he wrote it as well. Oh, well, son of a yeah. bitch, then I'm suing I believe ass. I believe he's nominated for Best Original Screenplay. You Did sure Aaron Sorkin get that... nominated for anything this year? Come on. <laughs> you Come sure on, the guys. Same, you sure the same guy that wrote helped Sammy Hagar write his book didn't help him write did, this movie? Did Aaron Sorkin get called in to pinch hit for anybody to finish a screenplay they were struggling with by the sounds of it he may have needed to do a better job on the newsroom because it only has one season left yeah. and it's done yeah well you know do you, do you watch that i mean that, i do i 
I liked the. I really liked the first season. The first season was great. The second season was terrible. Yeah. It, well, not terrible, but it just didn't. It, you know. But like, I Sorkin goes into projects like that. Even with the West Wing, he was like, "I'm done after the fourth year," and it was his show. I mean, they kept going for three years afterwards. But he, I think, he loses interest. He's like, "I took the characters as far as they could go. I did this. I did that. Nothing else I can do." Um, but anyway, so your pick there is. I'm sorry. Did we pick the best film? Um, pick Dallas Buyers Club's for that's, best that's Mike Sarah's pick. But I would like to see her get it. I just don't think it will. And, I think and, it'll get original screenplay but in surprisingly rolling stone has gravity they have gravity really? in it yeah i mean it's it would be interesting to see a, a movie of that budget getting best picture and, and and this is what they say gravity will win because when voters wonder if american hustle is too much about the actors which you've been saying all along it yep. is see yeah, you were right. I like that. Mike Sarah was right. <laughs> he didn't even read this. No, I did not. And 12 Years a Slave is too much on the nerves. Gravity makes the easiest compromise. That's Oscar for you. So, And they may be right about that. But they didn't mention Dallas Buyers Club. No. So maybe there'll be a surprise for us. But it would be, it would be a surprise All for right. me if Gravity were to win it. All right. So do you have any other parting shots for Oscar night? Parting shot for the Academy. I was like, yeah, of take upset. a shot. At I didn't like the artist winning Best Picture. Um, yeah, that's right. That did win. Yeah, it. W- I don't want to spoil it, but the whole point of the movie kills itself when the big reveal happens at the end. Yeah. You, have you ever seen that? Like, there was a list I saw a couple years ago because people love lists, as we talked about. <laughs> you know, in the, we've never said about that. years where, and this is kind of what lends to the politics of Oscar. That sometimes the Academy will pick a movie because they want to pick the movie, not necessarily because it's the best one. And right. they went through all these years of like, here's what this, here's what won and here's what we should have won that year. Or here's a lot of other movies. And you sometimes forget what movies were up against. Like they go back to Annie Hall shouldn't have won. You know, well, it won because in, in, like Star Wars should have won. And they, oh, well, and, and yeah. not, not just because I'm a Star Wars geek, but it was groundbreaking. And it then was they, groundbreaking. They, they talk about American Beauty, which, and I can't remember the big competition for American Beauty because that's when they always come back. American to Beauty like, didn't win. American Beauty did it win. Did. Oh, yeah, it did win. Which I like Kevin Spacey in that movie, and there's a lot of great performances in there, but I don't really think that was the best movie of that year because that was up against some pretty hefty competition. I can't remember. So I got nothing else. I got nothing else for the Oscar episode of The Ninth Story. All right. We got anything else? No. I'm going to say thanks to Mike Sarah for stopping by. Thanks yeah, for having thanks, me. Thanks, Mike Sarah, for stopping by. appreciate you having so, Thanks for dropping your Hollywood knowledge on us, particularly since, I, seriously, I didn't see one movie. I didn't see anything. <laughs> on nothing this, on this list. Nothing Frank on this list. Frank has seen none of them. I've seen none of them. And that's, you know, anymore. That's, but that's, you write about it in Rolling Stone. That's the I same read about thing it. as being there. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's pretty much <laughs> it's the same. It's equal. I, I read, you know, when, when a new issue of Rolling Stone comes out, I pretty much read about the movie and Peter Travers tells me whether I should go see it or not. It's like that whole, you don't need to have a TV if you have a TV guide. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> tells you everything about the show. That's right. That's right. It's well, this has notes. been episode 15 of the Ninth Story Podcast. We'll see you again for episode number 16 next Monday, the 3rd. And that'll be an episode with Rich Bottles Jr. joining us. And then after that, we have another episode with Mike Sierra, the stepfather from the Caveman Mafia podcast. And we have Horror Realm coming up. So we'll be sitting down with Jessica McHugh live and in person in the studio, not over Skype this time. And uh, just some other great stuff coming up, so stay tuned. We also have a couple other special projects going on, some announcements that we're not ready to make just yet, but some good stuff coming in the next couple months. Thanks for joining us, and have a great week. 
Hey everyone, this is Dan with Ninth Story Podcast. I just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know about our free trial that we have set up through audible.com. They are our sponsor for this show. And as part of that, what you guys get is access to over 150,000 titles on audible.com. It's uh, very simple to sign up. It's just audibletrial.com forward slash story. And if you go to that website, you'll get a free audiobook of your choice to start off with. It's a 30-day trial, and they try to make it as easy as possible for you guys to get started. So basically, you get your free download to try it out. And if you cancel within the first 30 days, you don't pay anything. If you do decide to keep it, it's less than 15 bucks a month, and you get additional credits every month that you can use towards the purchase of an audiobook. It's a great way to consume books that you may not get a chance to read. I'm a big fan of Audible. I listen to audiobooks on my way to work, on my way home from work, when I'm out driving around. The nice thing about the the interface with Audible is that you can listen to it on your Kindle, you can listen to it on your smartphone, there you can listen to it on your iPod, your Zoom, whatever type of media device that you have and wherever you are, you can listen to it. You can even listen on your computer while you're sitting at your desk. My recommendation for this week is The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. I just finished listening to it, really enjoyed it. It's a well-written story, enjoyable, a lot of fun, and best of all, it's read by Neil Gaiman himself. So check that out or one of over 150,000 other titles. Just take a look around on their catalog online, see what's interesting to you, and go ahead and grab your free download. You've been listening to the Ninth Story Podcast, a hicks and fabulous production. I break it. Why don't you do the intro? I don't do the intro. Oh, come on. Because I suck at it. <laughs> See, now I have this that I can use later in the episode. Right. A- at the end. <laughs> I offered Craig the opportunity to start the show, but he didn't want to. Because well, he sucks at it. Well,